Pain Train Productions presents Arch Rivals Football Season 2. Your starting lineup, Ricky Litwinkowicz, Alex Aldape, Todd Rosenfeld, and Nicholas Russell. Enjoy the show. All right, here we are again. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What? That is legit maybe the first time that I've ever heard that intro because um, usually when uh, when uh, Rick runs it, it, the sound is usually low. I should tell him to introduce me as El Oso Negro. El Oso Negro. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to need him to redo that and introduce oh. me properly as El Oso Negro. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that'd be perfect, man. That would... <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. It is. Nick, it is how are you doing this evening? I am. I am ecstatic, bro. Hey, let me tell you something. Uh, before we get into football, first off, I got um, uh, and now uh, everyone that knows me know I root for four squads and four squads only: Knicks, Rangers, Bucks, and uh, Yankees. And of the four, the one team that's dearest to my heart are the New York Knicks because that's the first team I ever went to war with Chicago with. So they're on the TV right now. The Brooklyn Nets, these referees can suck my balls because they've been screwing the Knicks this entire game. It's driving me insane. Uh, however, as many of you guys know, I am uh, – oh, my God, I just knocked myself out. I am on the road to uh, 250, and um, I'm not going to lie, dude. This whole uh, keto diet thing is actually more fun than you think. I did. Man, I've I, done it before. Yeah, dude, my black ass be up in that kitchen looking like the black chef Ramsey just coming up with killer ideas. Cheese and what bacon and fucking Man, eggs. Dude. Yeah, like, yo, yeah, dude, I got hella eggs in the fridge. As a matter of fact, I'll do you one better. Today I, I looked at, uh, I saw this, like, you, I'm, I'm on Pinterest. Oh, so they God, give me, great. like, Pinterest is great for keto. It's, it's amazing. And, um, it, it, it gives me every once in a while, it'll give me like these little fun keto recipes. And today I got a recipe for pepperoni chips. Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out how to make pepperoni chips. It's just pepperoni in the oven. Yeah. However, I got one of those cool ass uh, ninja air fryers. So oh, when yeah, I'm done, yeah. yeah, when I'm done with the show, I'm going to go play around with this because I bought uh, like these French onion dips. They're like three for five bucks. And I was like, yeah, no, I need something to snack on. So, hell yeah, dude. I'm feeling great. I'm ready to do the show. I got tons of energy. And the Bucks are back this week. And your farts so smell I like eggs. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, it's the worst. Even, dude, even I'm disappointed in myself once uh, when, I, uh, you know, when I'm in the room. And I'm like, ah, oh, dude, my stomach's rumbling. And then you know you fart and you're like, oh my god, dude. Oh yeah, you're gonna have a lot. Have a lot of that. There's a lot of that during the <laughs> keto diet. Uh, you just gotta, you know what? You gotta know. You gotta quit scolding yourself, and you just gotta make your like, look, man. 
well, these farts are for a reason. And yep, you're that's farting right. with a purpose, Nick. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So, that's hell the yeah. only way you can make it. You can make it worthwhile. You are not lying on that. Uh, shout out real quick to the people watching. We got Stephen Waldman. We got uh, uh, Jen Far uh, Farkas, and I think that's it right now. We got about seven people in here. So get in the chat. Let us know you're alive, folks. Let us know you're alive. Hell right. All right. Yes, sir. So, so. Uh, well, let what, us what, what what news do you got for me? I know there's been a lot of trades uh, going on because you know what the next week's the deadline, right? Uh, yeah, I think it is Tuesday mm -hmm. at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, I want to say. Uh, there is a big rumor. Uh, the rumor is is that O.J. Howard for the Bucks is not playing on Sunday. They have not disclosed the injury or why he's not playing, but he has been the speculation of trade talks over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the most recent rumor was him going to um, New England. But whatever New England offered the Buccaneers, they told them no. So we'll keep an eye out on that. I don't remember him being hurt or whatever, but uh, O.J. Howard has not really fit in with the uh, with the offense of the Bucs. And a lot of Bucks fans were hoping that maybe they could take O.J. Howard and put him in the wide receiver slot because he's got that – athleticism and, and you know this man's six five he's got good speed you know when well, excuse me when open he's got good hands but i guess the offense that bruce runs and that byron leftwich runs doesn't really run through the tight end so he's not really being utilized that much so we'll see what happens but i mean outside of the trades that we talked about on um on to Tuesday, mm -hmm. there's really not been a lot that's been going on. That's really the only rumor. Um, I would still keep my eye on what Carolina decides to do with um, uh, Cam Newton because, you know, the Bears are having quarterback issues, and there has been some links and rumors on that. I wouldn't necessarily read too much into that. Um. Yeah. Uh, they. They've. I mean. They. They've been talking about him going where. I mean. Everywhere. They've talked about him going to Oakland. And I'm sorry, but I do not have. We do not need his ass in Oakland. Um. I. I you know what? I agree with you. And on top of that, and and I. I mentioned this to you earlier in the year, but I think in Oakland situation. Even though they have Derek Carr, and Derek Carr is a really good quarterback, John Gruden also has two guys that he's super high on, and Nathan Peterman and Mike Glennon. Now, we all know how bad Peterman was when he was in Oakland, I mean in uh, Buffalo, and we know that Mike Glennon's kind of hopped around. I think he got an unfair shake in Tampa. I think he got a real unfair shake in Chicago, and... You know, I see what Gruden sees when it comes to Mike Glennon. He's got a strong arm. If you, He's got an accurate arm. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, if you give Mike Glennon time in the pocket, he's not the most mobile of quarterbacks, but if you give him time in the pocket, he can't pick a defense apart. So that's why I'm saying I think it's kind of up to Derek Carr right now to keep his play up because I think John Gruden would not be shy to pull the trigger to bring one of these two guys in and say, well, you know what, I've – 
you know, Mike Glennon's my guy or Nathan Peterman's my guy. I'm not a Derek Carr guy and see what you can get out on the market for teams that need quarterbacks. So I think, it, you know, I, I don't. Yeah. Cam Newton in Oakland would not make sense. Would, I don't he think would not, he would not get along with Gruden. He was he's too much of a prima donna. He would not get along with Gruden's style of football. And I'm sorry, but he just wouldn't. Um, it just wouldn't. It wouldn't happen. There's no right. way it would happen. And then on top of that, think about it like this. You know, for so long, John Gruden never really ran the shotgun. He always yeah. ran under the center. It wasn't until he paired up with Jeff Garcia in 2009 when Jeff Garcia had to tell him, like, hey, dude, we need to start doing stuff out of the shotgun because I can read the defenses better when we can. So um, it's just I, I, I personally, I honestly feel that, you know, Cam Newton is still kind of the option like shotgun quarterback that that's the offense that North Turner wants to run. That's the offense that Ron Rivera is okay with because Ron Rivera really is a defensive guy. Like he's really there just for the defense. So, um, yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't make sense. I think if you're if it's either going to be Derek Carr and if he can't survive, then John Gruden's got two guys that he's high on right behind him and Peterman and Glenn. And I don't see them really making a trade. Uh, agreed there I, I don't I, I don't see I don't see that happening in the near future future whatsoever all right man um and there's really there, I mean let's talk about last night yeah I watched the majority of the game it was up oh, there goes another firework I guess the, the the old alma mater scored again um but I really it it was a good game for a while Right, but it it, it really, honestly, it wasn't a bad game. I mean, it, it, Vikings only won by ten points, and I thought it was going to be much higher because right. you know how we've talked about Kate, uh, how Kirk Cousins is actually, you know, after he posted that video, then uh, you know he's just been on fire since then. Now he did no interceptions. Uh, he threw 20, uh, 23 at 26, so it's still really good numbers. I mean, the guy did fantastic. There was a lot of ball. The, there are a few turnovers with fumbles. Um, did Stefan is his name? Stefan? Yeah, Stefan Diggs. Diggs. Man, that guy looked great last night. I mean, he, he seven receptions for 143. Um, I thought he was. He, I mean, he had some really crucial plays. That really helped them out of some tight the Vikings out of some tight spots. Agreed. And uh here's the thing. Stefan Diggs caught all seven passes that was to all seven targets that was thrown to him. Yeah. Stefan Diggs is one of the, the better young wide receivers in the I game. I agree. 100%. That we're, that we're he's not a free agent, about. isn't he? I think he's a free agent at the end of the year. He has not um he has not uh, signed an extension with Minnesota, so I think he's really going to get paid. But oh, Stephon Diggs has got some of the best close. hands in the game. Oh yeah, and yeah. and and that's why you could tell that he was so frustrated with Minnesota when they were sticking so much to the run and not really using a mixed balance of offense because you got good guys like look at it like this. Kyle Rudolph is one of the better young tight ends in the game. But like O.J. Howard, he's not being utilized in the offense that's being ran, even though that he has been, you know, effective in the past, you know. And um, 
that's what that's one of the things I think is so frustrating. But yet you have Rudolph, Diggs, Thielen. You mix that in with Dalvin Cook and that offensive line. This team should I mean it's real it Minnesota is a really good football team. You know, we all know how good they are defensively. So uh now that that Kirk Cousins is actually utilizing his uh, wide receivers and they're opening up more against the pass, as I said on Tuesday, it's going to make Minnesota very dangerous mm-hmm. because, you know, they have a good defense, as I said. The offense is starting to click. I mean, yeah, last night, you know, they only scored 19 points, but the Redskins suck balls, and that's all they really needed. So, I mean, but yet, Stephon Diggs still had a big game. So, thre- he threatened to leave. And he's been snapping off ever since. Now, and 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 that's the thing. Um, but now on the other side of the on the on the other side, I was kind of impressed. I mean, now they fired Jay Gruden, right? And this is the first week after firing Jay Gruden, isn't it? Uh, it would be the second. Second. Yeah, I was actually impressed a little bit with. The, I was actually really impressed with the with the Redskins. I, yeah. I really, I, I thought their defense really stepped up the game. I mean, the the way that Kirk Cousins has been throwing and the way Stephon Diggs has been really like, I mean, popping off. I thought they kept it under control. I mean, to only lose by ten points to the Vikings. I I thought. I mean, you know, it's a you know they're. they're uh, I guess it's. What do you call? It? I mean, yeah, there, there's no uh, cons- uh, consolation prizes, but not for nothing. I really think that they th- their defense did step up quite a bit, and it and on- honestly, their offense didn't do terrible either. Right, I was really surprised, um, and I don't know if that's ju- if that's just a recent thing, but they did. I mean, I thought they did. Gr- the defense did great against uh, the 49ers. Now, granted, they were playing in a swamp, but. Still, they you I mean nine to zero, nine to nothing. I mean that's that's to the 49ers who've been crushing teams as of late. I thought that was pretty good too. So I mean, I don't think. I mean, obviously they don't have any hope really this year, unless they win every single game. Uh, but I was I I I, I wasn't disappointed in the game. I thought it was going to be a, a blowout, and it was a fun game to watch. I, I agree, and I agree with your assessment on um, – <clears throat> excuse me. I agree with your assessment on the Washington Redskins. Since Jay Gruden has been fired, I feel like they have played hard. Like, I know they beat Miami. We know about that. And, and you know, we know about the uh, the um, uh, the game against San Francisco where they pretty much was playing in the swamp. Mm-hmm. But my was with Washington with all the young picks that they have on defense and all of the money that they spent on the defense, you know, bringing in Landon Collins and, you know, you have Montez Sweat that you drafted and you have um, uh, Jonathan Allen that you drafted last year and there's, there, and you, uh, you know, there's a few other guys that's on that, that defense. 
there was no reason why this defense was underachieving and playing as bad as they were. Guys were missing assignments. Guys weren't on the right spot. Like, if you look at that game against Dallas, dude, Dak Prescott was out there just throwing all over the place because the Redskins couldn't guard their own shadows. I think that team quit and stopped listening to Jay Gruden. Now that you're looking at this team, they're a little bit more competitive. I still, you know, they're their offense for what it's worth and it's nothing against case keenum and everything but their offense for what it's worth is 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 uh um you know it's missing some pieces Darius guys who's supposed to be their big time running back um hasn't really been able to play he's had injuries and Anto- uh, antonio wow a- uh, adrian peterson uh, is is much older. Chris Thompson that they still have is more of their receiving threat than he is a running back threat. Uh, they really don't have any wide receivers. Like you got Josh Doxson, he's in and out. Their big time play guy Jordan Reed couldn't stay healthy if you paid him twenty million dollars to do it. He could not stay healthy for an entire year. If you put in a set of contracts, if you played sixteen games, we'll give you twenty million dollars. He would f that up too because he can't stay healthy. So offensively, and uh, let's also add in that Trent Williams, who's on, who's supposed to be on the trading block, has not played a game all year because he wants a new contract. So offensively, this team is definitely not that good. Defensively, this team should be much better. And for what it's worth, they kind of, you know, showed it yesterday. Uh, I mean, outside the fact that Stefan Diggs really had a big game yesterday. But uh, uh, I, I agree with your assessment. I, I feel like they're starting to play a little bit better. They may not be as bad as 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 anticipated and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, dude, I, I think I think Washington's on, on the right track. Because yeah, Jay Green is a straight piece of shit and almost ruined uh, RG3's career along with Mike Shanahan, and they could both kick rocks. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, man. Well, that's. I think that's really all I've got. I have set aside for before. Let's get right into it, man. Let's not hesitate anymore. Oh, All that right. back memories, bro. The technical <laughs> hut. Yeah. You like that one? You like yeah. that one? <laughs> Down, shit. Hut, hut. <laughs> yes. All right. So first up this week, we have got uh, we've got the New York Giants at Detroit. Um, Vegas is saying. Detroit is uh, Detroit is laying six and a half to the New York Giants. Nick, what do you have? What are your feelings on this game this week? Yeah, you know, both teams struggled last week. Uh, we saw we saw the New York Giants. Um, oh my God, for the life of me, I'm blanking on who they played. Uh, that I know they ended up losing. Uh, Detroit. I think I think this is a big time bounce back game for Detroit because. Detroit, um, I'm with I, I'm I'm with you, Stephen. The thing with the, the Detroit is Detroit kind of played really hard last week against Minnesota, 
And it took Minnesota, you know, to take a, a final drive down to the end to end up winning that game against Detroit. Detroit also has a lot of injuries. You know, I, I don't I don't know what the status is on Darius Slay. I know that uh, what's his name has been hurt. Um, Snacks got hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a Jared Davis, their star linebacker, got hurt. So they got some injuries on the defensive front uh, on the offensive front. Matt Stafford's got to get Kenny Galladay a little bit more um, involved in the offense. I know Marvin Jones had four touchdowns last week, but I would really love to see them. um, I would really love to see them get Kenny Galladay more involved and try to get. I know Carrion Johnson got hurt, so the the running game uh, takes a step back. Uh, I'm taking the Lions minus the six and a half because I just don't trust the Giants on the road. With a with a young um, with a young team like the New York Giants and Detroit really needs this game to try and stay not so much just on pace with the NFC uh, to just to try and stay pace with the NFC North with teams like Minnesota who won already and Green Bay uh, that's what they they only have one loss they're six and one so uh, we ha- hopefully. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I think I, I just like Detroit. I I I don't I don't trust the Giants on the road. I agree, and I, you said something on Tuesday that I but I, that I kind of that I really agree with though. I, I feel like the Lions at the beginning of every season does get everybody's feel goods going, and you just you're like into it. And you're like, man, this is cool. This is like the Lions. Holy shit, the Lions are doing something this year. My God. Annie, the Lions are doing something this year. Get out of the kitchen. You know, something, you know, everybody freaks out. The whole family starts going crazy. The whole city starts going nuts. And then the Lions do the Lions. And it's just like, it's just crazy, man. I I, I don't, I, I don't understand it. But at the same time, uh, with the Giants, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not knocking them. I mean, they've got a lot. They're they're beat up right now, but I do like them. I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the consensus here. You're going. You like Detroit. I like Detroit. And uh, Stephen Waldman, one of our four viewers who's participating, gets the participation award of the day. Uh, we're all going Lions here. Yes, sir. I, I I I'm good with that. I, I really am. I, I feel comfortable with the Lions. Now you never know. It's always always any given Sunday. Who knows what's going to happen? But, right. Okay. Well, let's see what well, here here's what we got next. That Nick, I know you're uh you're already excited about this one. Uh, Tampa Bay at Tennessee. Yes, uh, I know now, Tennessee's land. Tennessee's laying two and a half to Tampa Bay. Yes, sir. Um, big game for uh Tennessee last week. I think they got the uh beneficial of uh Melvin Gordon, Mr. I wanna get paid fumbles the ball twice at the one yard line, one that he was able to recover and one that he was not able to recover that cost him the game. Um so Tennessee finally gets there. Finally gets their first win um, at home. This was the, that was their first home win all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bucks come off the bye, but that is after the debacle 
of uh, what happened in England against Carolina. Jameis, five uh, five turnovers. Um, the Bucks didn't look good at all. Uh, Carolina was in Tampa territory the entire game. I'm just hoping that this bye this bye week, the Bucks somehow and in some way fixed whatever ailed them, and they all got some rest, and they all were able to to uh you know relax and chill and kind of regroup and regather. I think the bye week came at a great time because. With 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 Tampa Bay, I remember with the Bucks, um, when they went nine and seven, the Bucks were in a similar situation. They went three and five going into the bye week. They take on a two and six Bears team. They beat the Bears and they reeled off five straight wins. Um, yeah, I remember that. I feel like this team could do the same thing. I think they could come off the bye week. They beat Tennessee. Tennessee's playing Ryan Tannehill again. And I feel like the Bucs can get on a decent little little streak here. So let's take things one game at a time. I'm taking Tampa Bay plus the two and a half. I think they go on the road and they beat Tennessee. And um, um, I think they try to get things back on track because I've, this team's got some good young talent on it. And the Bucks get Jason Pierre-Paul back potentially in uh, week eight, which is huge to help out the uh, pass rush because Shaq Barrett has kind of been Shaq Barrett has kind of been um, disappearing a little bit because he's the only guy that's rushing the quarterback. So I think if you bring in JPP and he starts uh, getting some pressure in, I think you'll start seeing Shaq Barrett's name getting called again. So give me Tampa plus the two and a half. I wouldn't have thought it any other way. I'm going to go against you on this one. I really, I mean, I don't know, man, if I can. I don't know if I can. See, I kind of wanted to mix it up. I don't like it when we always agree with each other. But, man, I don't know about Tannehill. I just, I don't have faith in the man. Right. Uh, and so I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Tampa. <gasps> <laughs> so uh yeah i mean i i i, I think you know I, I i'm gonna take the points take the two and a half go with tampa bay all right here we go we got it out this this is a decent one i i think this is actually going to be a very very good game um i really i i, I really enjoyed this set of uh th this year's game or play against this conference uh, L.A. Chargers versus Chicago. Yes. I think this is going to be a very interesting game. We got Chicago laying three and a half to L.A. I mean, like, give me your thoughts on it, Nick. Give me well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing with this game. This game is very interesting because we got two teams that are kind of on a downward spiral. You uh -huh. have... You have um, the Bears, who a lot of people thought could be Super Bowl contenders. The defense is there, but the offense isn't close. Yeah. You have a team in, in Los Angeles in the Chargers where this team was supposed to be really, really good, and they have struggled mightily. Um, with Los Angeles... 
what drives me nuts about LA is they're a good team, but they always find ways to lose. Last week, there was no reason why they lost that game to Tennessee. Absolutely no reason why they lost that game to Tennessee. If you remember in the beginning of the year against the Indianapolis Colts, they should have lost that game, but Indianapolis was able to... I mean, L.A. was able to escape that game, even though they let Indy back into the game. They've had a couple of games like that so far this year. And with with uh, the Bears, like I said, defensively, this team's really good. But offensively, they got to figure something out. Like, the Bears have to figure out what their identity is on offense. Like, here's the thing. Mitchell Trubisky cannot be throwing the ball only to and the only and the wide receiver only making plays and getting open and making catches is Allen Robinson. Because if he's the focal point of the offense and nobody else is catching balls, it becomes the stale offense that we're seeing. You get two good run plays from David Montgomery and then you go away from him and then you try to run some stupid ass play with Tariq Cohen and it doesn't work. They're not using the mix up like they did last year you know what i'm saying i don't feel like they're using Tariq cohen the right way you know david montgomery was supposed to be your jordan howard and that hasn't really worked out and so i i'm just confused on what the identity offensively is for the bears here's another thing that i'm confused with what i'm also confused with is that if by some some uh, way mitchell trubisky is not 100 percent Play Chase Daniel. I would rather play 100% Chase Daniel than play a 60% Mitchell Trubisky who has to wear a stupid-ass brace on his shoulder, and it looks very uncomfortable. So the game's in Chicago. It's going to be kind of chilly this weekend out here. I like the Bears in this. I just, I, I you know, uh, I always heard uh, Mark Jackson used to always say bad teams find ways to lose. And that's what I think that is with, uh, that is what uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are. They are a bad team and they're finding ways to lose. And I think this is another key important game for a team like the Bears that once again, I keep talking about the North to keep them in contention. They do. So they to, they've got to beat the, the this. They've got to beat the Bears. Um, but I will. Ha- I, here's my here's my difference. I just don't like the way Chicago has played. First off, playing the, the playing Oakland. Now, granted, the game was in London. Uh, you can say what you will about that. Uh, but now going into LA, I, I don't want to say that I have AFC West hierarchy or that I think we're better than anybody, but I definitely think we're better than the Bears. Um, I would say uh, now, granted, LA really hasn't done anything to surprise. They've they've done exactly what I thought they were going to do this year, uh, which is be terrible. But now it's about that time for Philip Rivers to ruin somebody's season, and it's right. You know, we're right here. We're at week eight. We're right smack dab in the middle of it all. This this is the time for Philip Rivers to start ruining seasons. So I think. I'm going to go and you know what I'm talking you don't you understand what I'm saying too because I mean yep. he does it every single year. He's always that's the only thing the Chargers really have been since I've been alive. They've had their good years here and there, but the most part all they're there for is to fuck up somebody's season and 
So that's why I think this week is going to be the week where, you know, fuck you, Chicago, because LA's coming to town. And I think that that's, I think I'm going with the Chargers. Fair enough. What is the Bears? What's, what was the line on that? Uh, the Bears were laying three and a half. Okay, yeah, and I'll take the Bears minus three and a half. All right. Up next, we have... Oh, wow. Let's not spend too much time on this one um, because it doesn't deserve much time. Seattle at Atlanta. Seattle is laying down three and a half to Atlanta, and that seems a bit odd for me. Uh, I figured the spread would be a little bit bigger. Uh, Yeah, yeah, three and a half. You know what I you know what I think Vegas is looking at? I think Vegas is looking at the fact that um uh Seattle's defense has not been that good. They have not. They have not. Yeah, it hasn't been good and and I think uh Seattle's defense hasn't been good and Atlanta's defense hasn't been good. Both defenses have really been struggling. So I think that's why it's only at three and a half. Um but with uh uh, with with Atlanta, like I don't know what's wrong with this team. I don't know if if it like as a Bucks fan, I could sit here and try and make fun of Atlanta because there are rivals, and then B because what's his name, Dirk Cutter, our former coach, is the offensive coordinator for Atlanta right now. Um, but but scoring points isn't the issue. Defensively, this team has struggled. They're not getting to the quarterback. They're not getting stops, and Russell Wilson, who many people think is a, is a top MVP candidate, could have his way with Atlanta, uh, especially being on the road. So here's what I'm thinking. I think Seattle wins the game, um, so, but they're going to have to win by four. I think Atlanta stays with them. I think they – I will take Seattle with the win, but I'm going to take Atlanta – I'm going to take the points, though. Uh, I'm taking uh, Seattle with the win, but you're not plus... taking the points. Exactly. There you go. Thank you. I'm over tripping on my own words. Yep. <laughs> it's all right, man. It's all right. Um, no, I, 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 I think I agree with you on this one. We've only disagreed on one so far, but so far, I, I think. But I, I, I'm gonna go the exact same route because I do. Seattle's just not been doing anything to wow me this year, like just like they have before. I mean, they don't they just don't give you that kick in the mouth like you're used to with Seattle, right? Um, especially their defense, because that's that that's what they've been known for for years is their amazing defense. So, yeah, I think it's gonna be a close game, but yeah, I'm I'm not gonna t- I'm I'm not gonna take the points, but I do think Seattle wins overall. Yep. So do I. Agreed, hundred um, percent. Now, hold on a second, Matt. We I don't know if we talked if you talked about it because I was looking at other things. Matt Ryan is out. Oh, is he out? Matt, Matt Ryan is out. Oh, then that changes everything. Give yeah. me a, give me a. I'll, I'll take the points then. Never mind. Oh, yeah. I thought he was playing. No, I if he's not playing, right I'm not taking the, the next game. I was like, oh shit, Matt Ryan's out. Fuck. Um, I think I'm going to change that and take the points. Yep. I'm going to take that back and take the points. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All righty. Um, 
how now this one's going to be. This is going to be an interesting game here. Uh, I think it's one of the last few. Oh, we got a couple, a few more uh, one o'clock games. But uh, Jacksonville at New York. Oh. What do we think is going to happen here? Sam Darnold is probable for this game. Yeah, that means there's a good there's a good chance he's gonna play. I don't I don't see him not playing. Um, well, have you, have you seen the little apparatus that he's been wearing to protect his spleen? I have. Like that is some medieval ass shit, dude. Like it, it's really crazy. Like it, I, it, it is. And let and let me say this because this game is interesting to me because what we saw last week with the Jets against. New York, I mean, uh, against New England, it's it's 50-50. We could see the same thing or we could see something different. What I mean by that is it's all on Jacksonville because Jacksonville is so Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, it's not even fun. Indeed, they really are. They, they, They really are this year. Yeah, there are those days when they come out and they're just absolutely destroying and uh, they look great. And then it'd be those days where they look like that they're lost. And I'm talking about mainly on the defensive side, because remember, I forget who they asked. Uh, I want to say it was one of their defensive tackles. Maybe it was Marcel Darius who said, um, they asked Marcel Darius, how far can the Jacksonville Jaguars go? And his exact response was, well, it depends on how far the offense takes us. Well, I think that was a stupid statement because there's been times where Gardner Minshew and Lorna Fournette and the offense have looked great and the defense is out here getting beat at will. So are we going to see the Jacksonville that people think can be – Super Bowl contenders, or are we going to see the Jacksonville Jaguars that people think are going to be, um, that are kind of the middle of the pack squad? Because the Jets, for as bad as they look, there's 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 really two sides to the Jets. Because you have the Jets that played against Dallas and really shined, and then you got the team that got shut up by New England. I think New England's defense is on a whole nother level. Uh, what is the point spread on the, on this game though? It is Jacksonville laying six and a half. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Jacksonville to win, but I will take uh, the the points with the Jets because I don't think on the road I don't think we're going to see last week's Jets, and I don't think that we're going to see the Super Bowl contending Jacksonville Jaguars. So I'll take Jack Jacksonville to beat the Jets, but I don't think they cover. I'm going to go the opposite. I think I'm going to take I, I'm going to take the Jets. I mean, first off, you know, I, I'm, get, I'm on the thought that Darnold is playing. Darnold plays. Granted, I mean, the Jets offensive line is not the most amazing thing in the world. But That's- at the same time, you know, last week they were playing the Patriots who probably have the best defense in the NFL right now. So, and they're the fucking Patriots. I mean, come on, come on. I mean, they're, they're it, it, that was a no brainer. Um, but I, 
I really think against Jacksonville, you're you're 100 right that it is it is up to Jacksonville to bring it because I really think that Sam Darnold can take this team uh, can and and the Jets can take this game. Look at what they did to Dallas, right? And I mean, people want to uh, haters want to hate, but look at what I think about. I mean, look at who Dallas has played. Dallas just played when they play any team worth a the shit, they crumble. Now they played the Jets, who just got their quarterback, and that they'd only won what one game before that, right? So, may I think maybe Sam Darnold, like maybe the team's clicking a little bit better, um, and they're coming off of a very rough loss. So I'm gonna go on the road with Sam with, with Sam Darnold. Uh, I'm gonna take the points. And go the Jets. Nice. All righty, Reeny Roo. We've got, ooh, this could be a heck of a game, but it could also, it could also be, uh, actually, I think it's going to be a heck of a game. Philly at Buffalo. It's cold up there, man. I mean, people are already freezing their balls off. I don't know how. This is the dedication of football fans, man. Like, dudes will go sit there and get frostbite to watch a goddamn game uh, and pay, like, hundreds of dollars and enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah, I lost my finger at the Philly-Buffalo game in 2019. Frostbite. I had to eat it in the stands. Right. They had to bring me... They had to to bring in the EMTs because I pissed myself and I got froze to the seat. But... I mean, and up in Buffalo, I believe it could happen. Uh, Buffalo is laying down one and a half points to Philly. Nick, hold on. I just figured out something for you, buddy. So uh, bear with me. Take me to church. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen uh, of the congregation. Please rise as we... Break this down between Philly and Buffalo. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, this this to me is a no-brainer. I'm taking Buffalo in this game. I know Steven said the Eagles, but no. People forget on how so good the Buffalo Bills defense is. And they're the only thing that drives me crazy about Buffalo is they got to figure out not so much figure out the offense. They need more consistency from Josh Allen. John Brown has been a godsend for Josh Allen. Frank Gore has been a godsend for the offense. Um, they're the young kid that they have. Oh uh, God, I, I forever Singletary yeah. is an amazing running back. Uh, their tight end Knox has been amazing. They have the pieces. It's all up to Josh Allen to get it all together. If he could stop throwing off his back foot and and stop being inconsistent, the Bills are going to be some serious. Philadelphia, we talked about it on Tuesday on how Michael Irvin had said that he felt that the that that the, that the Dallas Cowboys have won the NFC East already. Mm-hmm. That he won the East, and I completely and I one hundred percent agreed with him with that assessment. Um. The Philadelphia Eagles are not a good football team right now. No. Um, they don't have the receiving core. They don't have their deep threat. Nelson Aguilar has dropped every pass damn near says thrown to him. Um, they're just not – they're not good. I mean, there's no. nothing to say they're about really the – struggling. And I, I just – I hate to see it for them, but they just not – they just have not – they're not a good team right now. No, they're not. 
they're not. And so that's um um that's that's kind of what kills me with Philadelphia. This game is in Buffalo. Like I said, it's cold as hell. This this isn't even this isn't enough for for debate. I think Buffalo wins huge in this game, and we're gonna start seeing um we're gonna start seeing the reeling of the uh the uh, Buffalo Bills. So I think so too. And and, and they're five and one. Sorry, the right? of the Eagles. My fault. I meant the yeah. reeling. My bad. I'm I'm being distracted because I'm watching the Knicks getting screwed out of this game right now, <laughs> and it's royally pissing me off. And they just lost. But I'll say this. I know we're, this is an NFL show. All I say this: the Knicks showed heart. We'll beat Boston tomorrow. We're just we're we're once we keep gelling and everything, I'll be fine. Brooklyn still sucks my balls with or without Kyrie and KD. They still suck my balls, but I'm proud of the Knicks. Now, back, back. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was our NBA update of the right. day. It's the NBA on our rivals. <laughs> uh, man, we could cover that th- that league, but uh, Ricky at one point in time wanted to cover baseball. I'm like, man, I don't get that kind of fucking time. They play like. Every day. They play every goddamn day, man. Fuck off. <laughs> they play every um, day. But no, I, I agree. I think uh I, I I I haven't seen anything out of Philadelphia to to, to wow me. So I'm gonna Buffalo's five and one, aren't they? No, no. no. Yes. They're, they're they're five and one. They had to buy last week, right? Yes. Uh they had to buy a couple weeks ago. Okay, but they're still five and one. Uh yeah. How cool would it be to see Buffalo in a Super Bowl and maybe actually win it? Uh, I doubt that happens. I doubt that happens, but I think it would be great. So I'm going to go with Buffalo. I think Buffalo comes out six and one after this week. Um, next up, we have the L.A. Ram or Cincinnati at the L.A. Rams. Let's not dive too much into it. Um, Thanks. Yeah, uh, LA's laying down twelve to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's like the only undefeated team, aren't they? Or uh, 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 like zero. Them and Miami are the only winless teams left. Winless teams. God, man, vying for that position. It's just like that episode of South Park, uh, where they're where the kids are playing like baseball, and they're tired of playing baseball because the dads keep getting in fights and shit. And they in the uh, <laughs> that's the fight between Cincinnati. <laughs> They're trying to suck so bad that they that the other team they want the other team to win so bad just so they could get first round draft picks next year. It's it's fucking hilarious. But uh, so yeah, Cincinnati at L.A. L.A. Oh yeah, no L.A. Yeah. yeah, we don't we don't even we don't really need to go into this. Yeah, Do it, it's no, L.A. out there? No, no. Uh, okay, now, goddamn two in a row. Uh, here's another. Here's another one that's gonna really surprise you. Um, Air, uh, Cardinals are going to New Orleans. New Orleans is laying down ten and a half. Yeah, dude. Here's the thing with New Orleans. Their defense is so good. Yeah. Let I mean, we could talk about Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, Alvin yeah. Kamara, who may or may not play, this and that. Dude, that defense is amazing. And it seems like ever since week oh, whenever uh what's his name went down? Uh was it week three, I think? Um the uh 
the the Saints defense has turned it around. Marshawn Lattimore's not getting beat. Um, Cam Jordan's getting to the quarterback. Marcus Davenport's getting to the quarterback. We just got, they're we just, just picked up one of their uh, what was it, a tight end, a defensive end. Who Oakland did? Yeah, what the hell is his name? I can't remember the guy's last name. I'd never heard of this guy before, so I'm right. glad we traded for him. Uh, right. But uh but anyways, yeah, keep going. Yeah, so um and I I, I mean Arizona's on a roll. They've won three games in a row. And and you know, they've played well, you know, and they're what, three, three, and one right now. I mean, they're in the NFC West in where, you know, San Francisco's undefeated and you know the seattle's trying to keep pace and the rams are trying to keep pace and you know somewhere on there you know so is arizona um but i'm gonna go with the saints minus the 10 and a half at home because their their defense is just so damn good um i just don't see arizona going in there they like i said they've been on a roll but i don't see them going there and beating the um the uh, arizona Cardinals. so give me uh the new orleans minus the points uh, I'm 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 gonna go with you on that one. I'm definitely gonna go with you on that one. Um, so let me see. Yeah, it's not it's not a game we really need to just like spend a whole, you know all of our time with. It's just so out oh, now. But here we go. I came in like a wrecking ball. All right, uh, we've got the first of the four o'clock games. All right. The silver and black attack at Houston. The last, the last for at least two weeks of away games after five weeks on the road. Yep. Finally get to go back home next weekend uh, and, you know, go to our that shithole of a stadium that we call the Coliseum. I love it to death. Don't get me wrong. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of memories and heart. But it is a it's I think it's as old as the Coliseum in Rome <laughs> with plumbing, bad plumbing. But anyways, Oakland at Houston. Houston's laying six and a half. What do you think about the this game, Nick? Tell me what you think, buddy. Um so with with this game, I know Oakland's coming off the huge loss against Green Bay, where they let Aaron Rodgers have the perfect passer rating against them. Um, but I think they bounce back in this game because uh, you know Houston lost that game to Indianapolis, and they didn't look good either. And I think both teams right now, you kind of got Oakland, who I think has an ultimate opportunity to kind of get a little grabs on the AFC West now that the Chiefs won't have Patrick Mahomes. And you got Houston that's trying to keep pace with Indy, even though Indianapolis right now is kind of the cream of the crop of that division. Um, but I, th- I my question is, is what team's going to come out hungrier knowing that they're kind of in a balance for the uh, – you know, for their respective divisions. I think Oakland is the team that comes out. Um, I think they run the ball a lot with Josh Jacobs. Uh, take a little well, pressure. So, so, so now, here's the, here, let me let me stop you right there. So, 
but but you are correct. Josh Jacobs, he was question he was sp- questioned to be did not practice twice this week. Right. Uh, but he has ruled today said announced today that he's like I'm going to play. There you go. And on his tweet he said I'm going to play. But I mean, I'm not trying to like, you know, that's I, I feel like I'm an asshole for saying it, but that's in his words. He said I'm going to play. Right. And so uh there's that. Now the, also to say about the Oak, about Oakland, their offensive line that is a powerhouse that's been in the making. Everybody is back in full form. We've got Josh, or we've got uh, Trent Brown. We've got Gabe Jackson, Richie Incognito. I mean, the full of the the line that they wanted from the beginning of the season is now finally there. And Oakland has had a good line all season with the with the guys sticking in and out. You know, they've had a pretty decent offensive line. Not many people are touching Derek Carr this year. So now with their chosen six or five guys up front, I think. I think they're they're, they're they're at least offensively they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Defense, we still need to make a few changes, but I don't see I don't I don't see uh, the Texans' defense stopping our run game and the, our passing game. Right. I don't see it either. I really don't. And. Uh... I think this is a game, like I said, I think this, I think if, if you're going to ask me which of these two teams, which team is this, the, uh, the bigger of the two, I think Oak, it means more to Oakland than it would Houston. Because again, I think Oakland has to take advantage of the fact that the Chiefs are going to be homeless for potentially three weeks, maybe. That's what they're saying. Quote, Best case scenario. No, no, best case scenario. He wanted to play this week. He practiced all week. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, which I think is stupid, but I saw that. But I don't know. I I, I really I think Oakland, even though, like you said, they're on the road. I feel your pain. My team hasn't been at home in five weeks themselves. So I still say give me um I'm still gonna take Oakland. You said they're they're getting points. Yeah, they're getting uh six and a half. God bless. Nah, give me uh Oakland plus six and a half. I think yeah, I'm gonna go the exact same way. Uh, I, I think I'm gonna take Oakland with the points. Obviously, how would I not pick my team? Um, so then the next four o'clock game. Ooh, I don't know, and I kind of want to see your input about this. To me, in my mind, I think this is this is not a game that we really need to spend too much time with. But mm-hmm. uh, you you have a lot more insight on that this than I do. We kind of talked about these guys a little bit earlier today, but it's Carolina at San Francisco. Yeah, this might potentially end up being a, a game of the week candidate just because of the fact that Carolina's red hot since Jeff Allen's uh, uh, Kyle. I keep calling him Jeff Allen. Kyle Allen took over. Yeah, he um, has been playing great. And the San Francisco 49ers defense is amazing. And and I want to say something because I was thinking about this. You want to know why San Francisco's uh, defense is amazing? It's because they have a guy that played on one of the greatest defenses ever in John Lynch, 
who might that know a thing or two about true. defense. A guy that drafts Nick Bosa, a guy that drafts Solomon Thomas, a guy that drafts DeForest Buckner, a guy that pay, pays Quan Alexander, a guy that takes a risk on Richard Sherman. Defense, 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 defense for a general manager who played on one of the greatest defenses defense ever. Of all time. Yeah, and I agree with that. And you know, honestly... With Nick Bosa, now granted, Nick Bosa, Raiders got the third of the first round, but went third on the first round draft or the first round of the draft. But oh man, when Nick Bosa went, he, Nick Bosa went second, right? And we got Sealand Farrell. No, we went fourth. That's when right. Because the Bosa, Jets when Nick went Bosa went, I I almost started crying. I was yep. like, no, that's it. Got it just slipped through our fingers, it right? But, I mean, I knew he was going to go. And the 49ers, I mean, what a turnaround from last year they've done. And, uh, I mean, I, I agree. John Lynch is a fan. I played for one of the, I don't know, maybe one of the, like the, not maybe, but the best defensive team. Uh, can we go out and say that? But uh, Can we go out and be that, that, uh, that, uh, you know, you know, it it, it depends on who you ask because you still have the 89, uh, 89, 85, 85 Bears, yeah. have the 2000 Ravens. You know, you have the steel curtain of, of the Pittsburgh Steelers back in the day. So, you know, there's some other defenses that will argue that they might have been the best. But the Buccaneers, especially what they did in the Super Bowl, was one of the most dominating performances you will ever see in a Super Bowl uh, football game. Picking off Rich Gannon five times, three of them returned for touchdowns. And, okay. That's right. And so. Uh, my wounds, dude, please. <laughs> but that's what's up. But that's how I feel when it comes to uh, John Lynch. And then he goes out and makes a deal to bring in Emmanuel Sanders, who I think is a huge pickup for San Francisco because outside of um, uh, their tight end, uh, Kittle, they don't really have any. They have such a young wide receiver core. They needed that one veteran. And I think Emmanuel Sanders could be that guy to kind of go with the run game that Kyle Shanahan likes to run. Mm -hmm. Um I think this is where the run ends for Carolina. I think San Francisco's defense is too good. I don't think Kyle Allen has seen a defense that's this stout all since he started to play. That includes Jacksonville. So give me San Francisco in the points, especially at home. Um, they go seven and zero. They keep a stranglehold on the NFC. Uh, you know, and I know they're kind of battling with Green Bay, with Green Bay being six and one, but I just don't see this team losing at home to Carolina. Yeah, I don't either. I I, I really don't either. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm going with you. I'm going with San Francisco. All right. I don't want to spend too much time on this game because that, this team has the. They're they're hoping some they're they're like the Ray Finkels of the NFL right now. Uh, Denver at Indianapolis, yeah. Indy, Indy's laying five and a half. I'm taking Indy with the points. I'm taking Indy with the points too. Yeah. You're right. There's nothing to break down, dude. Denver is just bad. They, I don't. I, they just don't have an identity either. And I'm wondering how much rope does John Elway really have in in. Uh, uh, I mean, they're about to kick the chair out from underneath them. 
Yeah, I think so too because I mean, they're you know what and, and there, there's been in the rumor mill. Now granted, I mean, you know, in the AFC rumor mill there's been talk of a hefty just rumors of Peyton Manning receiving a hefty sum to possibly be the GM next year. Mm, that would be I interesting. I don't hate that idea. I don't I hate, hate it because either. they're in my fucking division. And I, I mean, but at the same time, it's John Elway. I like who, who would have thought John Elway could like make a team this bad. And here's the thing too, about Denver, like everyone's like, Oh, well, John Elway hasn't been able to find a quarterback to, to develop. It's not so much that you don't give the quarterback time. They you don't, know, they, get, out, they get a guy where they had case Keenum a year, got rid of him. Who got they rid of for that? You you drafted okay. They've so had like this five is different quarterbacks. Since okay, training. so this is this is what happened, right? This all went down the hill. Okay, this is where John Elway screwed up. First, you knew Peyton Manning was on the way out, so you were trying to find a replacement Peyton Manning, right? Mm-hmm. Brock Osweiler spurns Denver to go play for Houston for whatever reason. Fine. Then you had a deal in place where you were going to trade for Colin Kaepernick. But that didn't go through because Colin Kaepernick and the Denver Broncos couldn't come to a contract extension. So then you missed out on that. Then you traded up in the first round to get Paxton Lynch, gave this man a year and a half at best, and then benched him basically for Trevor Simeon, and then you let Paxton Lynch go. Like how, dude? You didn't give this guy no coach to work with. You didn't give this guy no time to play with. And you just let the man go. Then the next year after Trevor Simeon you spurned you guys to go, I guess he's in New York now, you end up getting Case Keenum. You gave him one year. That didn't work out. And then you traded for Joe Flacco, who looks like he's on the last bit of uh, you know his legs as far as an NFL quarterback. And now that's not working. So for five years, John Elway has had time to get this quarterback situation done with life after Peyton. It has not worked because he has failed to find a coach to develop a quarterback. Vic Fangio is not that dude. And that's why I think John Elway needs to go. I I agree with that. I agree 100% with that. So let's, I mean, we're going to say it, Indianapolis with the points. Indianapolis with the points, easily. All right. We, I mean, we've, we've got a, this is the last of the 420, or the, I say 425 because I'm in uh, Central Time, but it's 425 Eastern Time. It's 325 my time. Uh, Mine too. Yeah, your time as well. Cleveland at New England. This is another one. Like, like honestly, like the four, the the three o'clock games, you know, for art. So we'll go. Ricky's not here. The three o'clock games. The only one I'm, I'm like interested in seeing is really mm-hmm. Oakland and uh, Oakland and Houston, right? But you know what? This New England and uh, this New England Cleveland game is going to be interesting because Cleveland. Odell Beckham Jr. has opened his mouth and said that the guarantee. No, it wasn't Odell. It was Jarvis Landry opened his mouth and said that the Browns were going to win this game. 
They're guaranteeing victory against the undefeated New England Patriots. I guarantee I'm going New England Patriots with the points. They are laying down ten and a half to Cleveland, and I'll just put. I'm gonna anytime any one of those motherfuckers a, a player opens his fucking mouth, like it's just like it's like money just like flying out of their mouth as soon as they fucking as soon as they start fucking talking. The same thing happened with Khalil Mack. When they when when they were gonna play Oakland in London, he started talking all that shit. I wanted to be a Raider forever. Now this game's personal, and, and then he's sending Derek Carr text messages. He's like, "I'm gonna hurt you." Blah 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 blah. Look what fucking happened. You didn't even get near him. So this is what I say when the when you guys when they start getting braggy, like especially with Cleveland's record, like. I don't know what fucking witch doctor he might have gone to, but he needs to shut the fuck up because that yeah. it's the, the bra- every time a braggart always loses. God, I, I think I quoted the Bible. You may have fuck me running. I, I had to curse just so I could like get that out of my system. You you may have, but uh, I I will say this: um, I don't see Cleveland winning this game. I don't uh, uh, do I Maybe think I they- need to get a new prescription of my glasses, but I just don't see it. You know, I'll take New England with the win, but I will. I don't think they covered 10 and a half. I don't. I think Cleveland might make this game interesting, but I don't. I just don't see Cleveland. I just do. New England's defense is a step and above what it has Anybody been. Anybody that Cleveland has played. Yeah, yeah, and Cleveland and Cleveland's offense is such a mess. Like outside of Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield struggled, OBJ has struggled, Jarvis Landy struggled, and Joku is, has been in and out on the injured list. So I'll take New England to win, but I don't know if I don't know if they cover ten and a half. Oh, and this just in because it just re it, it just uh it just like shuffled. So the Denver Indianapolis game, they did a time change to the noon game so it's another noon game so now we only have three four o'clock games today or three three o'clock games wonder why they did that i don't i I don't know either Mm. but uh anyway so yeah i'm I'm with you on that one actually i don't know i think i'm gonna take new england with the points fair enough fair enough fair enough like it's um all right Prime time. And this is honestly, I think this is the game of the week. That's why they put it on prime time. Uh man. Green Bay at Arrowhead. Mahomes is not playing. Yep. I don't know where and, and Devontae Adams is doubtful. Um, I don't really care about Devontae Adams. Uh, the Green Bay is laying four to Kansas City, and I mean, I I, I think it's going to be a great game, but at this, you know, honestly, I think it's going to be a slaughter because really, after watching Oakland play Green Bay last week, and we kind of held our own. You know, with the team that we got, we, we, I mean, we didn't get, we got beat by like 20 some points, but like, 
you know, you're going up against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, and they're doing phenomenal right now. What they're six and one, right? Um, without Patrick Mahomes, and really, I think even with Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City takes this L. I really do. I don't see any. Their defense is shit. Their O line is pretty garbage. Um, Matt Moore, like what? A, where the fuck did that guy play before, Nick? Matt Moore was in Miami. Was he a? Did he ever start a game? Oh, he started a few, but I think his last stop was in Miami before they went out and traded for Rosen and brought in Fitzpatrick. Okay. So I'm I'm going I'm going Green Bay with the points all the way on this. I don't see I and. I don't see any other way around this. I mean, they're. I have a feeling that Green, because I've said this, and I'm not bashing on the Chiefs because I mean, uh, please don't get me wrong. Any got anybody that listens to this afterwards or listens to it now, I'm not bashing the Chiefs because they're in my division. I'm bashing the Chiefs because I feel like the team has way more potential. They have the best quarterback, the best new quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. Brady's on his way out. Mahomes really has the chance to be that guy. And you don't build shit around him, like, right? It's just like it's just like all right. Well, we got Mahomes and Pat uh, uh, Tyree Kill. That'll win us some games. Defense wins championships, and you don't have one. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I I'm going. I'm, uh, yeah, I, you have no choice but to go with Green Bay with the points. Yeah, I'm, I I agree with you. I'm going with Green Bay and the points. Uh, the not so much because what you call is uh, Mahomes, Mahomes is not playing. It's because your second point that the Kansas City defense is just not good. And you're playing uh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. And you're playing against Aaron Rodgers, who's coming off a perfect passer rating against Oakland last week. And I think he goes on the road. And now that you have Aaron uh, Green uh, healthy, Jamal Williams healthy, it kind of, you know, it, Jamal Williams has been the out of the backfield option for Aaron Rodgers, the check down option. Aaron Green has been, uh, I keep calling Aaron Green. Aaron Jones has been um, kind of the, the featured running back for Green Bay, but their defense has really stepped up and been amazing. Uh, you know, Zadarius Stiff, Preston Smith, we know that the young draft picks they got last year for uh, you know Jair Alexander, just to name one of them, uh, I think Green Bay's defense knows that if they, I, I mean, I don't know where they focus on. Do you stop Matt Moore? Do you stop the running game to make Matt Moore throw? I think their defense has their way, and I take Green Bay in the yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, what, but what? Like, what? There are too many options. Like, the, I mean, honestly, I don't think it's going to be hard to shut down their offense. I don't think so either. Because, I mean, what, what do you got? LaShawn McCoy? That guy, he's nothing. I mean, it, like, really, he has not done very well for this team at all this year. I really think that was a bad pickup. There were plenty of other players that could that you, they could have picked up that would have been way better for, the, for that option because Kansas City has been known for their run game. But now, now, now it's non-existent. That's the whole thing. Now it's all been one hundred percent on the passing. Um, 
you know, but the, you know that they don't have Kareem Hunt, they don't have Jamal Charles, and now they got Lashawn McCoy, and he's just not been doing what he's supposed to do. Agree. So, and Travis Kelsey's kind of been kind of been in a funk. I think Green Bay is just like, well, gosh, we've got this buffet. What, which one should we ruin? Whose life should should we ruin today? And I think it, that's what's going to happen on Sunday. And I hate to say it because I, you know, I got a whole bunch of homies out of Chiefs fans, but at the same time, they're my rivals and fuck them. So uh, <laughs> I can't. I'm going to sit there and laugh while they lose. So yeah, I'm going to go. You know, we're both Green Bay with the points. I think it's going to be a. It's going to be a sad day in Kansas City. I need to get one of those t- uh, toilet paper rolls so I can, you know, sound like I'm talking on old time radio for those. <laughs> it's, a, it's an old time in Kansas City. Sad day in Kansas City, folks. It's going to be a sad day here in Kansas City as the uh, Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers <laughs> take on the homeless Kansas City Chiefs sitting at 4 and 2. Hi, I am. Uh, uh, God, who's who's the legendary voice of before Al? Oh, speaking of which, dude, can we please replace Al Michaels as the voice of Sunday Night Football? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. God bless. Okay, if you watch the game on Sunday, freaking whatever the backup tight end, uh, Ricky Goddard, made an amazing catch for the only touchdown for um, – for Philadelphia in that game, here's Al Michaels on the call. And, and at this point, Goddard has put has has stood up, celebrated, and has spiked the football. Here's Al Michaels. And um waiting on the you dumbass. It was a touchdown five mm. minutes ago. Make the goddamn call. Jesus, man! You know, but so at the same time, as, as bad as old as Al Michaels is getting, he's still way better than Joe Buck. <laughs> Dude, no, 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 no! Let me tell you the difference between Joe Buck and Al Michaels. Joe Buck calls the touchdown when he sees it. Al Michaels waits another five, ten minutes before it's free. They're kicking the extra damn point by the time he's finally made the call. Do make the call and. Well, oh, you know, you know it's, uh, it's, he he's kind of he's kind of like my like in college basketball, Dick Vitale. Oh, I know, dude. I, every time he calls one of my like a KU game, I just want to like. Well, Dick Vitale's gone this game. We're either gonna lose because he hates my team, or I'm gonna want to kill myself after by the end of the game because I hate the sound of his voice. <laughs> Yeah, dude, Dick Vitale. Dick Vitale loves North Carolina, bro. Oh my God, loves North Carolina. He has, he has definitely blown Roy Williams about (laughs) forty times, and that's the thing that pisses me off because he was really, he was all for KU. I think him and Roy Williams have a, uh, and there's nothing wrong with this, America. There's nothing wrong with this, but they just have a, they have a, 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 a relationship. Where it involves a penis and a mouth, and uh, Dick Vitale's a receiver. Uh, but he, when he, when uh, Williams played for or was the coach for Kansas, oh, he loved us. And as soon as he went to North Carolina, 
God, it yeah, it pisses me off. Oh man, he's got such a hard on for Roy Williams. I don't think it's North Carolina. I think it's just Roy Williams. Yeah. You could be right, because if you're saying he had a hard on with uh with KU when, right, when he was in KU, yeah. But all right, man. Uh that is the la- that that is the last of the Sunday games. We've got my oh God. Really? This is the Monday night game? Oh, uh, Miami and Pittsburgh, hell right. And, dude, they were advertising the bejesus out of that game. They was in there. Uh, uh, tune in next week for uh, a NFL 100 series game between the Miami 0-6 Miami Dolphins and the 2-4 and Pittsburgh Steelers as the Steelers will not be with Ben Roethlisberger or any other offense, no Vance McDonald. Or any other offensive player against a team that has come close to winning against the Redskins, but boy, do they suck balls in the Miami Dolphins. And we get to hear uh, Booger McFarland. Dude, I feel so bad for Booger because this has been like his first year doing these games. Oh, I know he is bored out of his goddamn mind out there oh, by yeah. watching these games. He's well, got to be like, been this year? like the Monday Night Football has kind of sucked balls. It's, like it it's really sucks, has sucked so donkey nuts this year. Like yeah, it's dude. it's not been good. Like they haven't picked. Like honestly, I say the Chiefs game, the Chiefs, the time the Chiefs played Monday Night Football, and then uh, uh, the Raiders versus Broncos, the season opener, this the, the Monday Night Football opener. That was probably the best fucking games. Both, yeah, so New Orleans, yeah, the New Orleans Houston game was really good, and then the uh, was really the, good too. Like, the Oakland Denver game was good, but then you got blessed with the Jets. First of all, what jackass keeps putting the goddamn Jets on money in football? Jets? Nobody cares. Nobody flipping cares. How do the uh, Jets get Monday Night Football? Yeah, oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have. Um, our next Monday night game is going to be the New York Jets versus the Cleveland Browns. Really? Really? Dude, I I, I honestly wish this was not the 100-year anniversary of the NFL. Because that's oh, why God, it's they're been putting the worst these dumbass game games choices. Up. Yeah, dude. That's why they're putting them up there. We got to watch all these so-called 100-year rivalry games. Or these, these like, old games. Like Miami at Pittsburgh. Since when have Pittsburgh and Miami been rivals, really? Exactly. When Dan Marino played? Yeah, exactly. And I feel bad for that dude that I drive by his fucking house every goddamn day, Tuesday through Thursday, who painted his goddamn house to look like a fucking with, in Miami Dolphins colors. I know he's ruined the day to this. Sad fuck. <laughs> but they're fresh colors of paint, Nick. It's not like he did it in Marino days and they fucking faded. They are fresh. He paints that house every goddamn year. You know he does. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, let's get to it. I mean, we got Miami at Pittsburgh. Woo! Fucking blockbuster of a goddamn game. Um, I've, you know what, honestly, dude, I, I'm really excited for this game because I don't have to work Monday, so I'm probably going to get a little day drunk. Uh, and so, uh, I think my, my mom for my birthday, she got me this weighted blanket. Have you ever seen one of those things? No. Oh my God, dude, this blanket weighs 20 pounds, but you drape it across yourself and it feels like just one giant hug and it just like you fall asleep like instantly. So I think what I'm going to do on Monday night is I'm going to 
turn the game on, lay in my recliner, set my alarm for the next day or for work in the morning, put that blanket on me, and then wake up and go to work when my alarm goes off because it's going to be a fucking snooze fest. Pittsburgh is laying 14 to Miami. I. What are your thoughts? Do I do I put the Steelers on upset alert? Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we haven't we? Uh, yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a potential upset alert here. Uh, I think El Oso Negro is going to go with Miami to win their first game of the season against the Pittsburgh Steelers because Miami has been getting close and looking better in games at times. They need to go ahead and just stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick because Josh Rosen is not. Dude, Josh Rosen is just not ready. Dude. He's just garbage, man. He's, he's just, just not ready. Garbage. And and this is the same clown that came out and said, "Yeah, um, you know, I'm gonna make a bunch of teams, you know, ten teams in front of me. Um, yeah, uh, there's ten teams in front of me that didn't pick me, so I'm gonna prove them wrong. So this is how you prove these guys wrong. Once you got traded in your first year in Arizona, and two, you can't even beat out flipping Ryan Fitzpatrick for the starting job in Miami. That should be your job. Come on, dude. So I'm, you know what? Screw it, dude. I'm going screw Pittsburgh. I'm going Miami upset special. They'll win their first game and Cincinnati be the only team that hasn't won a game all year. Believe that. So that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to use my, uh, I'm going to say it in my, uh, my cheesy radio voice. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. So I guess uh, Nick has put his pickings, and it's going to be uh, the Miami Dolphins with a, uh, even though they're laying 14 points. Uh, looks like he's going to go with the Miami Dolphins plus the 14 and uh, upset <laughs> special because the Pittsburgh Steelers do suck. Uh, Mason Rudolph. No Mason Rudolph. It doesn't make a difference. Uh, we're going to go. Dude, I sound more like a, uh, what you call it? Uh, like those, uh, like, like, like a, a, you sound like a pilot and a fucking, yeah, I, felt that, I felt like I was getting ready to get like, I felt like the fucking, <laughs> I felt like the stewardesses were going to come down the aisle and tell me how to buckle my fucking seatbelt as a oh, five year old man. Dude, that is the worst. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to be taking this flight from nah. Chicago O'Hare to uh, LaGuardia. Uh, it's going to be some light turbulence. Uh, the flight should only be about an hour and a half. Uh, if you see the light when it comes on, I'll make sure you fasten your seatbelts. And uh, the stewardess will be coming down with uh, refreshments, as in uh, peanuts and uh, drinks. And uh, they're complimentary with your flight. So uh, thank you for flying this United Flight Airline number 730. 32 to LaGuardia in New York. And they, dude, they dude, all talk like that. Doesn't matter where the fuck you go. It's like, do they have a <laughs> class? Yeah. Do they have a class where they teach you how to talk like that? Like, no. Like, everybody's talked like this since the beginning of fucking air flight. Lewis and Clark on the first fucking flight. <laughs> or not Lewis and Clark. Or the, Clark the Wright the brothers. The Wright brothers. Yeah. The Wright brothers. They fucking talk like that. <laughs> right. The very first flight. <laughs> And it's like, 
are you fucking kidding me? Like, is it the same guy? Have I been like just like 35 years of my life and get stuck with the same motherfucker flying my goddamn planes? He's got to be old now. Right. Anyways, I agree with you. I I have a feeling. And honestly, you know what? Maybe it might not be a snooze fest because it could be Miami's first win. And I think I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with the upset on that one. Yes, I think it has the best. This is the, has to be the best potential, and it might actually be a decent fucking game to watch. Like, it's not going to shatter any fucking records, but it, it's gonna like you know. But at the same time, Miami's like, man, we should probably lose this game so we can stay in line for the first round draft. But fucking get one win at least. Don't go. Don't get shut out because the Bengals they probably gonna be shut out. Yeah, dude, that team sucks, too, dude. Cincinnati's so bad. And now you can't even blame Marvin Lewis for them sucking balls. Yeah. That's the funny part about it. Like, oh, so uh, who exactly can we blame? Oh, Marvin Lewis. Oh, that's right. We fired fired Marvin last year. uh, Who in the hell is this guy we got out here now? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, so there you have it, dude. Week seven. That is week eight. Week eight. eight. All right, week eight. We are on week eight. E-I-G-H-T. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back. Ricky should hopefully be back. You know, we missed him a lot tonight, but I think we and me and Nick uh, held down the fort pretty well. Yes. Uh, Thank God both of us are long-winded. And uh <laughs> we could we could just we could just sit here and like ramble on about random different things. Uh we'll see you on Tuesday night. Same time, same bat time, same bat channel. Hell right. Uh, Nick, do you have any thoughts for the people? Uh, you know what, dude? I am going to uh, say this with uh, all the confidence in the world that uh, uh, you know, I love the four man panel crew. So we're gonna have to get Todd back in because I just love talking shit, to Todd, dude. Cause he gets uh, so sad. He gets so sad. His little feeling yeah, dude. You know, if the if the if the chefs, we're not calling the Chiefs right now. We're gonna call them the chefs. If the uh, if the chefs end up losing, you know, it's just not fun watching the chefs lose. And then Todd's not there. Like, like I, I mean, we could read his comments. That's not as fun, dude. It's not we, as fun. It's just like, remember when you said that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally way off. Yeah, exactly. But like, the thing like, is, like, we had to have somebody to, like, poke fun at. Because, you know, both of our teams aren't doing the greatest. Uh, yeah. His team's actually doing pretty well. But Ricky's team, Ricky's not fun. You can't fuck with Ricky because... He's a Patriots fan. Of course he's a yeah. goddamn Patriots fan. And it pisses yeah, me the fuck off because you really can't say shit. They got the best goddamn quarterback ever. Yeah, and, and then and then if you want to make the game even that much better, flipping Melissa Roots for two squads. One seven and oh and one six and one. How fun is that? That's not fun. Who yeah. in the hell has a fallback plan just of in a case? That's six and one. Yeah, come on, dude. Like, don't answer me. So if yeah, so if if flipping New England just happens to have a bad game, freaking Melissa can just be that. So that's a great fucking thing. Hell yeah, yeah, we still win today. Like you fucking narcissist. (laughs) Yeah, no shit, dude. And then and then I love how whenever I clown about this whole two team crap. Somehow I get this Rudy Pooh dumbass excuse on. And I, it, it sounds like crap. Either you're liking New England or you're liking Green Bay. And I and, and here's another thing while I'm still ranting. 
Why does everyone be like, everybody, I don't see no unwritten rule. Dude, there doesn't need to be a written rule that you don't root for two squads. Okay? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's probably like your favorite team, and there's maybe like a team you might like to watch. You're not wearing two goddamn jerseys. You're wearing one. So why in the sand blue hell is it every time? Like, okay, like a mutual friend of ours, his name is Brian, freaking loves the Mets, but uses the Red Sox as a fallback plan because the Mets suck balls. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. You root for one squad, you die for one squad. I'm a Bucks fan, okay? Yes. From time to time, I might think that Dallas is pretty good. From time to time, I've been saying, oh, yeah, that Buffalo's good. But if Tampa Bay played either one of those teams, this ain't even up for debate. You will never question who my favorite team is. Oh, yeah. But what you will never do is see me be like, oh, well, the Buccaneers suck balls. I'm just going to go root for Buffalo now because they're 5-1. Bullshit. That is crap. That is complete ass. Been saying that for a minute. I just love the excuse train of the, oh, my God, there's no unwritten rule saying that you can't root for two teams. Yes, there is. I agree. I agree. But, you know, I, I love my choice. She's a, she's a nice girl. Oh, uh, I love her to death. Love her to but death, but I still don't fucking understand her. Yeah, this two-team crap is garbage. She should not get away with it. Just because you you look good does not mean you get away with crap. I will not <laughs> let this get away. Either you're rooting for New England or you're rooting for Green Bay. There is no there's no fine line in between. That's BS. The only reason we're saying this is he's saying this is because Ricky's not here to kick our ass. <laughs> he can show, listen to the show and be like, hey, look, they're talking oh, about he's, you. He's going to laugh. And they're both laugh. That's the good thing. It's like, you know, uh, that's that's the fun about razzing people because it's like it's not fucking personal, but it sure is fucking funny because I agree. It's like, and then, but, but, but when, oh, I like Minnesota because their butts look good in the purple uniforms. Like, listen, lady. Yeah, I know. Calm it, calm it the fuck down. <laughs> anyway, and we can't use. Yeah, we can't use that. We can't. Yeah, use that. I can't say that. Uh, but we're over our time. That we're out of here. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, Nick, thanks for being here with me tonight. Yes. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday evening. Uh, 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern, and whatever the hell time it is on the uh, on the West Coast. That's right. Have a good evening.